Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie is sponsored by Borden Psychological Services, PA. The information given on this show, Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie, is not formal psychotherapy and does not constitute a consent to treat, nor does it constitute privileged communication with a psychologist or pastor. Rather, it is a show dedicated to general mental health and relational education and entertainment from a spiritual and psychological perspective addressing life issues. The show's content or information given to callers should not be considered a substitute for any form of legal, medical, spiritual, or psychological advice, counseling, treatment, or therapy. If you need specific or ongoing care, you should contact a qualified licensed professional to diagnose and specifically address your individual needs and issues. Welcome to Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie. Stay tuned as Dr. Connie applies her expertise, warmth, and wisdom to the everyday problems people face. Dr. Connie Borden is a licensed clinical psychologist and ordained minister practicing in the Dallas metro area. During the next hour, she'll take a look at everyday problems from a spiritual, physical, and psychological perspective. And now, here is Dr. Connie Borden. This is Lance Borden. Welcome to Totally Transformed. We're in the studio today with Dr. Connie Borden. She's got a little bit of a technical difficulty at the moment, so okay, you probably hear you probably hear her in the background. But anyway, so today we're happy to be with you. We're excited to be uh, talking about again continuing the series, surviving the 21st century. And today we're going to talk about how that relates to overcoming really what is the bane of technology, uh, which we know technology has done a lot of great things for us, obviously. I mean, the ability to have cell phones and the internet and uh, all the great things that we can do spreading the gospel with technology through TV and radio. Obviously, this show in and of itself is a, is a product of technology. But just like God uses technology for, for good, um, which I believe is why God has allowed technology to be advanced in the earth, Satan wants to use technology for evil in our lives. And we're going to talk about what that looks like and how we can overcome the wiles of the devil in, in, re, in relationship to technology today. That's right, Lance. And uh, thanks for um, doing that great introduction. I'm sorry for the te- technical difficulties we were having there at the beginning. But if you've been following me, and David, for some reason I'm echoing over here. If you've been, if you've been following me uh, from week to week over that's better over the last several weeks, um, we're not just we've been talking and I'm saying this for first time listeners. Uh, why are we talking about survival? Well, it's because we live in a unique period of time. God ordained you to live in a unique period of time. And we've covered everything from finding that purpose in the unique period of time in marriage, in complete surrender to the Lord, in your purpose, in um, in and now talking about this week, definitely um, how we have a unique opportunity, as Lance just said, with technology. But we also have a unique snare of the enemy that potentially he can destroy people through with the internet. So what are we talking about? I mean, so, you know, you say, well, what do you mean? How, how is the internet, a, uh, how can it be a bad thing? How can technology be a bad thing? Well, it's really just the availability of things like pornography, the pervasiveness of video games that cause video game addictions today. And, and unfortunately, people get hooked in to uh, technologies like this, and it completely ruins their lives. You know, we, we know Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And 
one of the ways he does that in today's day and age is through technology because technology has the facade of invisibility to it. In other words, it used to be that if you wanted to access pornography, you had to buy magazines. Um, and so there was physical evidence of having those magazines and you had to go and purchase the magazine. In other words, you had to basically admit to a teller at the Seven Eleven that you were actually buying that magazine. And if you were of any spiritual significance in the community, you wouldn't be caught dead doing that. But today with technology and the internet, you can download any amount of technology, any amount of pornography and immediately delete it or erase it and seemingly not get caught. But we're going to talk about why actually that's not at all the case. And that's a lie from the enemy that any sin like this, actually you're being caught every single time. And you know, Lance, it's not just pornography. It's technology that has brought handheld devices, availability to be connected to the Internet. Certainly pornography is one of the most adverse and destructive um, vices through the Internet um, that destroys minds and sexual relationships and marriages and children because it hooks children at such a young age. But also addiction to video games, having a handheld device in your hand all the time. Again, as you pointed out, it's nice to be able for emergency situations or to be able to talk instantly to anybody in the world. All that convenience, but I know that you've noticed, and I've noticed too, that it's causing such a distraction from family members truly connecting in conversation. You know, you walk into a restaurant, you've got three or four kids in the family, and they've all got their heads buried in cell phones, and there's no interaction going on between them and the parent, or they're sitting down and eating, uh, eating and there's no interaction, and then... Schools, it's a problem. I mean, lots of times cell phones are banned from schools because we can't get kids to concentrate in the classroom. And then we have the social network like Facebook, which can cause children to be explo- uh, exploited and exposed to dangerous people. And, and virtually nothing's private anymore. So we're going to focus on the biggest part in the show, basically about lust and pornography. I, I was going to go on to another subject, surviving the 21st century in education. And then I've had some definite issues Um, coming through clients because I am a licensed clinical psychologist and see many clients every week about how the addiction to pornography specifically is destroying relationship, destroying the person that we're talking to, setting up a stronghold. And so we decided we wanted to focus primarily on that. But certainly all those other wastelands are also can be snares of the enemy to draw people away and and fill their mind and their lives with so much activity that to say the least, they don't have time to be in the word and prayer, let alone and relate to the Lord, let alone relate to each other. Right. Because pornography especially sears the conscience. Yeah. And any image that you view that is pornographic in nature is stuck in your head virtually forever. And the only thing that can change that is a renewing of your mind through the word of God. But even then, the consequence of that sin, you know, the the Romans uh, uh, 3.23 says, uh, sorry, 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Even though we repent of sin, there are still consequences of that sin. And with pornography, it's the pervasiveness of those images that last really for the rest of your life once they're in there. And, you know, and sometimes what the enemy does, remember the enemy oftentimes with Christians or with people that are not alert to his strategies, he doesn't stand in front of you or put a, a naked woman or a naked figure in front of you. 
he draws you away slowly but surely. And I think that's why the technology has eased in and it's increased so much in this 21st century and in this generation and in this decade. And sometimes he sucks teenagers in, Lance, through video games and other ways or, again, having it so available. And, you know, there's all kinds of uh, instances where kids didn't even mean to be going to a porn site. I mean, unfortunately, there's an evil force out there there's a principalities and powers and rulers of darkness working through people that they're they're trying to snare particularly young men and women um through you know something innocent and then they get into the other and you know then they're snared and 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 they see what's available when they maybe didn't even know it usually it's accidental to begin with yeah you know and and i can say my own personal testimony of uh, overcoming a sin like this is that the first time i ever was exposed to it is when somebody else, it was when I was in college and uh, somebody pulled up an email with a pornographic video on it and said, Hey, look at this. Didn't tell me what it was ahead of time. Yeah. And that, and and so I was exposed, I was ambushed basically. Yeah. But that opened up the door and uh, to something that I later had to overcome. So speaking from personal experience, uh, you know, you're not going to always be able to protect your children or really anyone or yourself that for that matter, from everything that's out there because it's pervasive in our culture. What we have to do is be on our guard and be ready to overcome the enemy with some of the tactics that we're going to talk about here today. And if you are already struggling with an addiction, we're going to talk about how you can tear down what that is, which is a stronghold in your life, and overcome it once and for all because there's a real devil behind that addiction that needs to be defeated. I think, Lance, too, that we have to understand that as we've talked about many times on this show, and we're talking about rebuilding the foundations that supposedly are going to build children and therefore adults in quality, definitely one of the ones is the home. And so we're appealing to parents, we're appealing to teachers, we're appealing to all family members on an adult basis, because if you're not doing your job in fulfilling a child and loving them the way they need to be loved at the time they need to be loved uh, in the way they need to be loved, which is my definition of rejection, not getting the love you need in the way you need it at the time you need it from whom you need it, then these addictive behaviors, this drawing to addiction comes in in a way, not just because of lust. I mean, that's part of it. Definitely men particularly are, are taken away by sight. And you're going to give us a scripture, I think, probably in the second segment about that. But more importantly, and what I see in my practice is lots of times people are wounded. The foundation of the home, the school and the church is very uh, is not strong today and so these kids then when they're exposed to it there's a sense of gratification there's a sense of validation there's a sense of acceptance even if it's virtual reality of connecting with somebody sexually through the internet and that's also part of the strategy of the enemy because of the big breakdown of the home church and school over the last 50 years yeah and what we want to make clear today is this is not a condemning message no if you have struggled in this area we are here to help you we have right uh, we have um, people on the other end of the phone. If you'd like to call us at 1-800-949-5973 and talk about an addiction that you might have, we're here to help and we're here to help you get past it and overcome it, not condemn you for it. Because we want you to know that freedom can be had today from this type of an addiction. And you can't fix what you don't recognize. So one of our purposes today is get you to recognize that the enemy's lying to you if you think you're engaging in this type of impurity and getting away with it. We're going to break that down in the next segment. If you know anybody that's struggling with this addiction, 
family members, children, bring them to the phone or to the radio right now. If you're listening or you can listen through any computer by going to totallytransformed.org and click on the Listen Live icon and you can listen through computers. So stay with us. Lance gave that number, 1-800-949-5973. You can be on the air or talk to somebody off the air. Come back after these messages for this important subject. about surviving the 21st century by understanding the snare and destruction of technology. This is unique to us in our lifetime and the generations that follow us because of the access to so much virtual information. And we're going to focus on the rest of the show during the rest of the show specifically on pornography. If you are having a problem in your marriage, if you know somebody that's having a problem with this, if you need advice, uh, Uh, counsel if you need some information don't hesitate call us now at that number 1-800-949-5973 1-800-949-5973 you can be on the air or you can be ministered to by our screeners one or the other but we would love to hear from you because when you speak out of a slice of your life of a problem that we're dealing with then it ministers to so many and it just makes the show uh drive be driven home to the hearts of the men and women that are listening you know, what is really the root of pornography? Well, it's it's actually lust. Lust mm. is really the root of pornography, Definitely. which has existed for all time. Um, and so it's important to know what the Bible says about it. Yeah. What do we need? What is our posture towards um, lust? You know, so it's easy to look at what Jesus said in Matthew five twenty seven and 28 and get that idea of how he feels about it. And he says, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery, but I tell you, that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And then First um, Peter 2.11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to obtain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Abstain, you mean? Yeah. Abstain, that's right, from sinful desires which war against your soul. And then Proverbs 6.25 says, Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. And Proverbs is very clear that giving in to lust and sexual sin will lead straight to hell, basically. Yeah. Um, I encourage you, if you struggle in this area, to read uh, the first 10 chapters of Proverbs and you'll get a good dose of understanding what the right approach is to adultery and lust and, and another woman who is not your wife because behind the curtain that looks so great is actually death and destruction. That's right. But, you know, I call pornography a slow killer. That's a good one. And, uh, you know, my testimony, I can speak from experience because um, when I was in college and in, in the years after that, struggled with a, this a sin like this um, where, you know, it was a problem for me and I had to overcome it. And it, it goes back to Proverbs twenty-seven twenty which says death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes. And the fact is, you know, men are stimulated by sight. It's the way God wired us. That's right. And you might say, well, why is that? It's, you know, I believe it's because God wanted to create a helpmate that his man creation would be immediately attracted to as soon as he woke up from the deep sleep that God put him in to create woman. Um, and, you know, we don't really need to or have to deny this fact as men. We don't have to say, you know, say that it's wrong to be attracted to a woman. In fact, God specifically created her to be physically beautiful to us so that we would unite with the one he has for us and procreate and create families and have the lasting, fulfilling relationships that he's called us to. 
Um, you know, and in fact, in marriage, the desire of our eyes should be satiated by our wives. That's, right. that's God's design. Yeah. Um, however, Satan's plan, he, Satan always has a plan on the other side of God's plan, um, is to subvert sexual fulfillment in any way possible. And one of the ways he does this is by trying to get men to commit sexual sin with someone other than their wife, either in the form of premarital sex for unmarried men or as adultery uh, among married men. And moreover, though, and this relates kind of to what we're talking about today, if he can't get you or he can't get someone to actually commit the act of adultery or actual intercourse, he'll work through suggestive images that are really everywhere in our culture and really plant seeds in your mind to lead you to ultimately looking at pornography. And because it's so accessible today, and again, because it has the facade of being invisible, Um, it's just easy to get to, and a lot of men fall prey to that trap. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, the enemy is the father of darkness. I mean, he works in darkness. He works in subversive ways to snare people. And, you know, in the privacy of your office or, you know, alone, getting to this, and, and you're right. It's like it. you're not really doing potentially anything wrong. Nobody knows about it. It's behind closed doors. It's in the darkness. It's with somebody on the Internet. And so there's a real snare of deception there. And it's interesting that he tries to prey on the very um, nature that God created in a man, which yeah. is to be attracted by sight to the woman that God has designed for us. Definitely. Um, and twist that around and make it into something that is absolutely destructive. That's it. You know, so what is what exactly is lust? As I thought, kind of try to try to explain that, and and you tell tell you uh, think about this, listeners, and see if it bears witness with what is in your own mind and heart. But the basic temptation of, of lust is to really see behind the curtain of a woman's clothing, which mm-hmm. is to fulfill a curiosity to see what is not meant to be shared with anyone but that woman's husband. And really, if you break it down, it's a pretty despicable thing. Again, we're not condemning you for it, but when you think about the way Satan has twisted it around, it's despicable to think that a man would have access to a woman's nakedness without paying the price of buying her a ring and committing to her long term and living with her, committing to living with her through the good and the bad. I mean, it's literally like, you know, hopefully out there today, you have a job or you've had a job or you've worked hard. And, you know, it, maybe it was an outdoor job where you sweat and you, you, you're really tired at the end of the day, or maybe it's a, a job in an office where you, you know, work hard on a computer all day. You go to meetings, you plan, you know, completely sapping your strength. And it's like another man coming in and taking your paycheck for all that hard work that you committed to. That's what it's like when you look at another woman naked that is not your wife. That's right. And it's 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 not fair. It's not appropriate. It's it's unjust and it's ultimately despicable to God. And the, really what the enemy does is he lies to men telling them that there's a particular woman or type of woman out there that has something better than either their current wife or their future wife. And it's a very driving and powerful lie because it makes a man feel like unless he sees that type of a woman naked, he's going to go crazy. But yeah. the truth is the truth is no woman has anything more than the woman God has for you doesn't have. And in fact, you may think that another woman or another type of woman has a particular physical set of features that you desire, but the truth is that seeing behind that curtain, when you actually try to satisfy that desire through pornography or through other some other type of lust, all that 
curtain is going to reveal when you look behind it is another curtain and another curtain and another curtain. And that desire will never be able to be satisfied. And it ultimately will completely sap your strength and defeat every skill set and relationship and destroy everything meaningful and good and fulfilling in your life to the point where you're not able to be fulfilled ultimately in the marriage that God has for you. And this is really the realization that I had that helped snap me out of uh, my sin was I, I finally realized that if I did not get a hold on that, and it wasn't a rampant thing, but it was enough of a sin that I realized that if I didn't get a hold on it, it would prevent me from being able to have a meaningful marriage relationship someday. Because as soon as you put all those images in your mind, you begin to compare your your what will be or what is your wife to those images, and it makes you so that you can't be satisfied by her. You know, you point out, Lance, uh, a very good point, Second Corinthians 10, 12, talks about the sin of comparison. And I think, again, these subtle but powerful strategies of the enemy, he wants you to believe that your wife or your husband could never fulfill you sexually. But as Lance says, the more you give yourself to other men and women or multiple men and women outside the bounds of marriage, you think you're getting better sex. You think you're going to be more satisfied and fulfilled, but actually you keep uh, the wages of sin is death, as we talked about in the first segment. So a little bit more of you is given away and given away and given away outside the plan of God until you're basically just an empty shell. And I know I'm talking to people that have experienced this. I heard of a guy this week that had five children by three different wives. Uh, he married him, but you know, that one wasn't good enough. So he married somebody else and then he went to somebody else. And here's the problem. The product of these unions are children and then children see these examples and the sins of the fathers are visited on the third and fourth generation. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but Satan's plan is to never let you be fulfilled with one person in a monogamous, lifelong relationship, developing a satisfying and not just, a, you know, an, an unsatisfying sexual life. I mean, read um, Solomon. God expects us to be fulfilled and have a wonderful sexual life. But those people that think by pornography and having s- several partners that that's the way to go against God's plan, they never get to realize the monogamous relationship with one person and develop it and love that person and go deeper and deeper in your sexual satisfaction because you're so skewed, right? Right. And 2 Corinthians ten twelve that you referenced a minute ago says, he who compares himself with themselves and compares themselves among themselves is unwise. Right. And that's what we mean by the sin of comparison because all pornography does is it puts forth a standard that is unrealistic and usually photoshopped and airbrushed and and is not not a real woman uh, and gets you to have that in your mind so that no other woman can ever um, uh, stand up to that, that type of a standard and it utterly kills your ability to have a fulfilling relationship with the one that God has for you. You know, ultimately Satan's plan there is to make it not only so that you can not be fulfilled um, ultimately by those images because it's just going to be a lust that continues and makes you want to look at another image and another image and another image, but it's also meant to be a carrot held out to you that can never be achieved and had so that you're never able to be satisfied even after the fact. 
That's right. And it's so sad because, as you said, there's just such a lie there about what people are going after, a counterfeit offer of God's true plan of purity in marriage. And then by the time somebody realizes the enemy is lying, if they ever do, they're usually in middle age or further, and they've had so much titillation, so much eroticism, so much extreme, sometimes perversion, that a normal sexual interaction with one person can't satisfy them and that's of course the strategy of the enemy and of course by then you know uh, if you're faithful in a marriage and you found out about that you're not going to put up with that because you're not supposed to that breaks the covenant that's the one scriptural reference that talks about uh, divorce because of the breaking of the covenant because of adultery and so it's exactly where the enemy is taking this generation. The morals and values of America and the world is going straight down the tubes, particularly through technology. That's why we're talking about it. So if we're talking to you as we go to break one more time, we call us at 1-800-949-5973. You may need a prayer of agreement for deliverance or healing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from these messages. You're listening to Dr. Connie Borden and Lance Borden on Totally Transformed. Lance and I are talking today about surviving the 21st century by understanding the destruction through technology, especially with addiction to pornography and lust. And at the end of this show, we've got two more segments. We're going to be praying for those that are single and not married, for a prayer of commitment to stay pure and to not get ensnared or to repent because today can be the first day of the rest of your life if you're involved in any of this, if you repent. For those addicted to porn and need deliverance and healing of wounds that cause them to seek love in all the wrong places. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And for married couples that are experiencing affairs and adultery, you know, we had some special chair at our prayer at our church gateway this morning for marriages. And we've been talking about marriages over the last several weeks. How do you have a successful, wholesome, complete, spiritual, fulfilling marriage? Um, But this is definitely one of the ways the enemy is attacking through the snare and through the addiction of pornography that and I haven't had anyone in my office that comes in that it did not start at a young age, typically, um, and it gets a hold of people, as Lance explained in the last segment, and then it's anything that's replicated and repeated potentially becomes an addiction. And I just want to talk a moment from a psychological perspective. And I've said this before on the radio, but it bears repeating under this week's topic that a lot of I call this the socially acceptable addiction, not spiritually acceptable socially, because, again, we've as we've already said, it can be done behind closed doors. And it seems like, you know, everybody's doing it. And this is just the way it is. I mean, it's on all the billboards and it's available. I mean, hey, this is where we are. But what men and women don't realize is that when you go to the extreme of using a pleasure cycle in your brain that is initiated when we have normal sex or we normally laugh, actually, this cycle is four things bring this cycle into um, play, which in a normal existence is sex, exercise, prayer and laughter. 
those are the four normal ways that we're supposed to be initiating this pleasure cycle. So definitely sex and those other three are ordained by God to bring you pleasure. But when it's titillated to the extreme, a pleasure cycle, and the best way you probably can explain this is through drug addiction, that pleasure cycle is initiated to an extreme and then it causes a need to want more and more and more and more. And people understand that with alcohol and drugs, but they don't understand that with sex you know, or porn or addiction or going into the extremes of this. And then one day they wake up and they can't get enough. Or as Lance has pointed out, they can't be satisfied in normal relationships, which that's why Jesus stood up in the temple and said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. He wants to bind you through this kind of activity. And I want to talk also from a psychologist's perspective, because I've had so many clients, so many couples that we've been working through this over the years, that there's a cycle of defeat that the enemy sets up in a relationship. Because if you come into a marriage wounded, again, you haven't had the love you need and the way you need it from whom you need it at the time you needed it as a child and you're hurt. And then you get in an argument with your wife or your wife finds out that you're engaging in pornography and she feels rejected because she may already have a rude rejection or a wound, then a vicious cycle is set up of more rejection because, you know, rather than having a mature understanding that this could be a problem that we could minister to each other or go to counsel about or see our pastor about or break the stronghold, it just is uh, an area where the enemy jumps on that and he brings anger and rejection. And then if a, if a man or woman has a problem in the area they want to be validated because they're not getting validated by their natural spouse and so they fantasize in the pornography or feel like they're getting pleasure or love even if it's virtual love or acceptance or it's providing an escape because that's what all self-medication is whether it's drugs alcohol pornography video games whatever it is you're trying to escape sometimes from real pain in your soul your mind, will, imaginations, emotions, and memories that maybe wasn't your fault, but it's becoming your responsibility. And that, w- that way the enemy snares you. So, you know, I, for example, you know, over the last year I had, I'll give you an example. I had a couple com- come in and the man was repenting about pornography. He came to terms with it. Then he went home and shared it with his wife and his wife rejected him. And so then that threw him back into feeling like he wanted to go back to pornography. I mean, God was working. And, you know, if you want to hear a great sermon about this, supporting each other, go to gatewaypeople.com, gatewaypeople.com, click on archival, go down on the left side to series Dream to Destiny, and listen to the sermon by our pastor, Robert Morris, The Test of Purity about how couples can survive these problems if they work with God and work with each other and work with professional or spiritual or pastoral help to not reject each other, don't wound each other more if people really want to change and want to repent. Yeah, and again, we're we're not shaking our finger at you and shaming you if you have an issue here. What we're trying to reveal to you is that it will kill you and destroy you yes. if you do not get a hold on it. You know, the enemy hides behind this sin and doesn't show you the, the path of destruction that you're on until it's too late. And that, so we're wanting to reveal that to you today so that you know that it's something that you must overcome so that you can have value and meaningful relationships in your life. And no man or woman, Lance, is an island. And what I mean by that, every, particularly as Christian men and women, part of the body of Christ, every action, every word, every thought has a potential ripple effect 
of other people that it's going to going to affect. And, um, you know, past Robert gave a really good analogy about he was talking about this uh, on this CD that I'm talking about the test of purity. He's talking about Potiphar, uh, his wife, tried to ensnare Joseph into sexual sin. And Joseph said, I can't do this. This is a great wickedness and sin against God. And what he pointed out on this um, CD and on this message is that men think if I just think it and I don't do it, my lust will not affect my family. But iniquities are the inward motivations and the inward motivation or the iniquity is lust Two transgressions or sin, which is the outward movement, which would be adultery, porn addiction, activity, fornication, affairs. In other words, if you're thinking about it, the inward motivation is the lust or the iniquity. The outward motivation or the movement or the behavior is acting it out. But the Bible says that the iniquities of the fathers will be visited on the third and fourth generation. So if you think what you're thinking in your head, even if it's behind closed doors, even if you're not acting it out, will not affect your wife, will not affect your kids, will not affect the next generation, you're believing a lie. What is in the heart of one generation will be in the hand of of the next. What one generation does in moderation, the next does in excess. And so it's not just about you, brother or sister. It's about the ripple effect of the impact of every action and sin that you don't take care of before the lord we've got one more segment come back with us after these messages i want to share a few more passages and i just want to exhort the listening audience you are so bombarded by media that's negative and destructive if you do not choose to meditate on the word and i mean meditate on it spend time every day memorize it read it pour over it particularly in an area that you have a a problem because the word is sharper than any two-edged sword separating the soul or the flesh from the spirit. But Lance has mentioned the first 10 chapters of Proverbs. Let me specifically focus and suggest that you read Proverbs 5 if you're having a problem in this area. And then 2 Timothy 2, 21-22 says, So whoever cleanses himself from what is ignoble and unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminating and corrupting influences, will then himself be a vessel set apart and used for honorable and noble purposes, consecrated and profitable to the master fit and ready for any good work shun youthful lust and flee from them and aim at and pursue righteousness all that is virtuous and good right living conformity to the will of god in thought word and deed and aim at and pursue faith love and peace harmony and concord with others in fellowship with all christians who call upon the lord out of a pure heart and so lance you were going to talk about covenant eyes as a way to flee this right yeah because if we're truly going to shun youthful lust and flee from them, it doesn't start with a pornographic image. It starts with a clothed woman that you see just out and about that catches your eye. It's a choice to turn away from that and look away. It's not wrong that that woman is attractive. That's the way God created her. Mm-hmm. What's wrong is you dwell continuing to look yes. when it's not your wife. Right. Um, I walked into the mall the other day and I happened to walk into the clothing store and it was the women's section and there's images all over the place of clothed women, mm-hmm. but they're inappropriate images for me to see as a married man. Right. And so um, the choice that I made and that I make routinely multiple times a day is to look away from any image like that and even though it's now in my mind to shut it off and say, no, I'm not going to think about that. And by cutting it off there and nipping it in the bud there, it will never have the opportunity to progress to a pornography issue. 
And, you know, I'm thinking of a scripture, the eye is the lamp of the soul. If the eye defiles you, pluck it out. That's what it says in the Gospels. If you can't make a commitment and covenant with your eyes, then this is the beginning. And, you know, I know some of you are thinking this is so far, Lance, from where society is, but it's not far from what God requires. It's not far from the definition of purity and holiness of who he is. So you don't destroy your life and your marriage through these uh, devices and strategies of the enemy. Well, it comes down to a simple question. Do you want to see God in your life? Because the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart. Jesus said it. Yes. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. That's right. And to me, that means two things. One, seeing God in eternity, mm-hmm. which is obviously our, the ultimate goal that we all have. Right. Uh, and number one, and the other one is to see God act and work in our daily lives. We constantly ask God to answer our prayers and direct our paths and bless us. But if we are not pure, he cannot do that. That's right. His hands are tied That's by our it. own actions. Yep. So we wanted to have a prayer time, and there's really three groups of people that we wanted to pray for. Prayer is extremely powerful, and we have authority in Christ Jesus to yeah. tear down strongholds. That's right. Um, the, uh, was it Corinthians? Yes. says the weapons. Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. The weapons of our warfare are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. And so we're going to do that now. First of all, for those that are not married and are intending to stay pure and not get ensnared, and lust, and sexual addiction, and pornography. We want to pray for you that you remain pure, and trust me in this, that if you make that choice and you remain pure, you only increase the fulfillment that you're going to have in in a future marriage someday. And they can decide today to have a secondary purity, even if they've already been there. Absolutely, and God can renew your mind. You've said, if you say, well, I've already failed in this area, God can renew your mind if you submit your mind to him and you begin to meditate on the word day and night according to Psalm 1. That's right. The second group of people we're going to pay, pray for are people that are already addicted in this area and need deliverance or and or healing of wounds that you know are causing you to seek love in all the wrong places. You may be rejected historically by women, mm-hmm. and so you've used pornography to satiate that desire created by that rejection. We're going to pray for healing of your heart today. Amen. And the third group is married couples that have experienced this issue, maybe wives that have discovered husbands or husbands that maybe have kept this kind of sin from their wives, to be healed of that addiction, to be set free today, um, as well as those that have experienced even ultimately affairs and adultery, for your marriage to be healed and restored. So why don't we go to prayer? Uh, if you're out there and you fit in any one of these three groups, or if you've ever struggled or, or currently struggle with pornography or any type of lust, agree with us now in prayer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, thank Lord, you, Jesus. we come before you right now, yes, and Lord. we thank you that we get to come boldly before your throne of grace. Yes. Lord, that means you're not condemning anyone out there today right. that has sinned, no matter how heinous they think their sin is. You are a forgiving God, full of compassion and mercy, and you are gracious. Thank you, Lord. So we come before you, Lord. First of all, we ask that you would forgive us of our sin, of sexual sin and lust. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just wash us, make us clean by your blood. We acknowledge our sin before you and ask you to remove it and take it away, separate it as far as the east is from the west. Thank you, Lord. For those that are not married, Lord, just keep them pure. Help them to find total purity. Thank you, Lord. For those that have been addicted to pornography and maybe are currently addicted and that have wounds that are driving that addiction, we 
we declare healing in yes, their lives. Lord, we speak healing over them by the heal power them. and the blood of Jesus yes, to heal completely restore and heal their hearts so that they can be renewed and come after God with all of their heart and be set free from the bondage you, of lust. You, and then finally for married couples that have experienced this type of sin in their marriage, Lord, we ask for a restoration, restoration in the name of Jesus, Lord. a yes. complete and total return yes. to the first day that Pure they were married, marriage. a renewing of their vows and love Hallelujah. for one another. Let them fall in love with each other, yes. more in love than they've ever been before, Thank you, and Lord. give men in these relationships the ability to resist temptation. Thank you, Lord, that you told us to pray, and you said to pray, uh, deliver us from evil, help us to yes. resist temptation. And we just declare that over anyone listening today, that they will have a renewed ability to resist temptation and flee youthful lusts. In Jesus' name we Jesus pray. Name. Amen. Amen. If you would like to hear the show, it will be archivally put on totallytransformed.org, probably in a week or two. But if you want to hear the show, call me at 972-542-8300, 972 972- Five four two eighty three hundred. I can send you a link that would be live that you could download the show right away. Also, if you are if this ministered to you and you'd like to tell us about it, email us at feedback at drconnie.com. Feedback at drconnie.com. And finally and last but certainly not least, if you need ongoing care and help, go to my website, drconnie.com. Spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-C-O-N-N-I-E.com. Or there's lots of archival series at totallytransformed.org. You've been listening to Dr. Connie Borden, Lance Borden. Come back next week when we're talking more about how to survive the 21st century as a Christian and overcome the destruction and snares of Satan. Have a blessed week. You've been listening to Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie. Dr. Connie Borden is a licensed clinical psychologist and ordained minister practicing in the Dallas metro area. The information given on this show, Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie, is not formal psychotherapy and does not constitute a consent to treat, nor does it constitute privileged communication with a psychologist or pastor. Rather, it is a show dedicated to general mental health and relational education and entertainment from a spiritual and psychological perspective addressing life issues. The show's content or information given to callers should not be considered a substitute for any form of legal, medical, spiritual, or psychological advice, counseling, treatment, or therapy. If you need specific or ongoing care, you should contact a qualified licensed professional to diagnose and specifically address your individual needs and issues. Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie has been sponsored by Borden Psychological Services, PA.